Making high moisture corn make you more money. That's the subject with Johnny Varell and our guest Brian Adams with Volunteer Ag Services here in Jackson, Tennessee. In their office, there's a article hanging on the wall about their, shall I say, propensity to go out before you're really supposed to. You go out and harvest this corn when nobody else is. Why are you doing that? You're har harvesting when it's like, what, 30-some percent moisture? Talk to me. Usually we try to start around 30% and try to be wide open, you know, in the upper 20s, so... It just works out really well for us. It lets us get a head start. In our area in West Tennessee, a lot of times we can really capitalize on a lot of premium basis uh, going into harvest. All right, so I touched on this just a little bit with Kelly Garrett. He says, you know what? I don't want to wait until that corn's hanging on the plant at 18% moisture because I'm losing money. And I said, how is that? You don't have to pay anything for propane then. Why? They call it phantom mule loss, um, and they call it phantom because nobody understands exactly where these bushels are going. Or what's going on but there's always a difference guy goes out starts combining the field johnny for example will start a combine in the field to get rained out about four or five passes in it rains for a little while in the fall he comes back a week and a half two weeks later the corn's drier than it was but the corn's making less money than it was there's definitely less yield less yield yeah it's definitely making less yield um i think a lot of that's probably got to do with speeding up that natural physiological process of corn drying out on its own in the field under environmental conditions it could be less favorable so that's something to consider that's part of the reason why you do it you avoid some of these less favorable conditions is we run into down here later in the fall i'm not sure well, yeah you're saying like all of a sudden the fall matt miles talks about if i wait too long a hurricane might blow yep. up from the gulf and that's not the phantom yield loss that no you no know, just lots of wind laying it over that's totally different this happens with it standing and looks like it's in perfectly good health when I was a kid, uh, the idea was you were wasting money on propane if you went out there pre prematurely because why not just let nature bring it down to, you know, 18% and then you, you, know, you take a few ticks off of it down to 15% in your grain bin. That seems like antiquated uh, thinking nowadays to you, doesn't it? Yeah. yeah it's, we've really changed how we are. We try to start and get going as early as we can. We can run less equipment, get over more acres in the season doing it. Well, it spreads out your time. That's right. It spreads out your manpower. And so you've got three or four combines to cover a certain number of acres, and you've got a lot of things going on in the fall. Like, when did you start last season, 2022 season? When did you combine your first bushel of corn? Probably about August 20th. August 20th. When did you finish? Uh, probably September 20th. Okay, so at least a full four weeks of yeah. corn harvest, and it didn't pressure you because you started early enough and, and there was no environmental problems coming in by September 20th. And last year was very unusual for us because we had a crop that was so stressed. We went 50-plus days without rain. That crop was trying to fall over, trying to die basically the whole time. So our goal was to go out there and get it harvested. You know, a lot Before of it does fall over. Yeah, a lot of people were like, well, we're not going to make a yield. We don't want to spend the money on the natural gas to propane. We wanted to get it out. We wanted to make sure we didn't have any type of toxin issues going on because that plant was so opened up to disease and everything else because of the stress. He's exactly right. Everybody last year kind of looked, and they gave up on the crop, right? They said, well, it's you know, it's not going to make nothing. I'm done with it. And I, I think that's the wrong attitude. I think it's uh, let's go get it before something else happens. Get it to be in. You got, a, you got a whole bunch of bins. We're standing here in the shade of some bins, thank goodness, because it's 100 degrees outside. But you've also got this big, beautiful grain dryer. It's a new addition to the farm. But did you even use it? When you're taking in August 20th corn at 30%, do you need to dry it? Or is there some facility that wants corn so bad, they'll dry it just to get it because they're they're out of corn? For the most part, there's not a facility around here that would take it over 17. And a lot of our river terminals won't even take it over 15 and a half. Okay. But you do the drying, and you said you get some positive basis. So that's something that uh, I was talking about with Matt Miles before. He's like, hey, everybody needed August corn, so I went out there and I made a buck more per bushel, right. even though it was wet. Go ahead and tell me about that. Yeah, so like a lot of times we'll start drying grain and we'll, har we'll harvest as much as we can in August and try to get it hauled by usually the first week of September. 
to capitalize on that premium. And it more than offsets the cost of the natural gas, the propane. It pays for the dryer extremely fast. If you're making really good yields, you know, we got some good data. We have a field day every year where we do like agronomic practices at it. And yeah. for two years in a row, we did studies on that. And Brian's got some of the good data on that, but it was a big return for us. In the old days, we used to think that it cost you like you get docked five to six cents a bushel for drying. There's no way when you're going from 30% to 15%, you want to give up 75 to 90 cents or 80 cents per per bushel of drying. You couldn't a $6 corn. How much does it cost you to dry a bushel of corn down from 30% moisture to 15 where the river terminals will take it? On our farm, it costs us about 10 cents to dry it that far. So less than a penny per moisture point. Per exactly right. And that's because of this new unit right Yeah, this dryer here is a very efficient dryer. The the grain comes out at ambient temperature, so I, when I go in the bin, I don't have to run the fans to cool the grain, but it also blows all the heat out of the corn that we just put heat into and puts it up in the corn above. So it's reclaiming all your heat, and that's what's making it so efficient. All right, Brian, I want to talk about this thing right here because it used to be that your grain dryer, and, and you have an old uh, system over there, it was coming out at like 100 and some odd degrees because it had propane bl flame blowing on it, and it went in the bin. If it's cold night, then your bin sweats. Does that happen now? No, it doesn't happen. All right, so why is this magic? The way this dryer feeds in, it feeds in from the top, and it falls down. It looks like a Plinko board from the prices, right? It works similar to. Okay, so it's coming back and forth. Hotter at the top, yep. cools down every step of the way down. And so by the time it comes out, it will be ambient air temperature, whatever it is. If it's 85 out, it'll be 85 degrees when it comes out. If it's 65 degrees out, it'll be 65. But it's efficient in that it doesn't lose heat. It reuses that heat. Johnny might could explain that a little better than I could on exactly how that process works. But from top down, you're stepping down, getting cooler, cooler, cooler. You're not stress drying, over drying that corn like you would in an old batch dryer. And then you're going to crack it and you're going to have issues with quality at that point. You don't deal with that. You went from 300 bushels per hour of drying capacity to? Yeah, at uh, 15, per, 15 points removal, we're running about 2,500 bushel an hour. 2,500 bushels per hour to take 15 points of moisture off of it. It used to be 300 bushels yeah. per hour. The dryer will use nine times yourself, almost eight times yourself. Answer me this. What was your cost back in the old batch dryer over there? Uh, probably about 15, 16 cents for the same. Okay. So, so you've had. third more. You've almost. Uh, okay. Yes. Uh, is this the only way you can make money off of high moisture? So the person that doesn't have a fancy grain drying situation, should they still be harvesting higher moisture corn because of the phantom loss? Absolutely. And I mean, the trials that we ran on our farm over the past few years have been really big as far as the yield gain that you've had. And Brian's got some good data on that. That that number, oddly enough, was 32 bushels difference each year. And that's compared from a 20, I think we started at 28, and then 15 were the numbers we harvested. At. For 6 percent moisture, 15% yeah. moisture, those were our targets. Um, oddly enough, it was 32 bushel difference each year, but that equates to about 12% gain, basically. So if I if I if I wait till my corn is around 15 to 17% moisture, I'm giving up about 12% roughly is a, what the numbers about bushels. That's right. Whatever that yield number is, it worked out to be about 12%. And like I said, oddly enough, it was about 32 bushels each year. Very similar yield levels. Now, there's some caveats to that. We mentioned earlier that in this deal, harvesting high moisture phantom yield loss subject to environmental differences. If you look through literature from universities and other places that have done this, if you move up into the Corn Belt, that number is not quite as great, Damien. Uh, but I'd think for somebody like Johnny down here in a southern environment, Matt, Chad, yeah. Kevin, guys that go through this really rough heat. I mean, we go through it a lot of times all the way up into October. Yeah. 
And uh, when you're subjecting the corn to that, I think you can certainly expect more now. Does that mean it's worth less for Kelly or for Lee or somebody like that way up there? No, I don't. It may not be a full 12%, but I guarantee you the returns. I mean, it's yeah, more than my wealth. Even, even in the North Corn Belt, they're probably still hurting themselves by letting the corn get too dry before yep. they harvest. Absolutely. And I mean, that's, that's with no weather events. And, you know, if you take a 200 bushel environment and you sit there and have 10%, you'll lost us. 20 bushel yeah and a lot there's a lot of 200 bushel corn here in the united states yeah. and and the difference too everybody wants to know about the economics that 12 percent loss year one of that study which was 2018 uh johnny per acre put about 50 dollars and 88 cents more in his pocket than year one that's after that, the that, cost of drying that's, that's net. Cost. that's a cost plus the gain so 50 bucks so, net for doing it, why wouldn't you experiment? That's what we're talking about here, making high moisture corn, uh, make more money for you if you harvest it before maybe grandpa told you you should. Johnny Varel, Brian Adams, David Mason coming at you in front of this really cool superior grain drying system here at Varel Farms, Jackson, Tennessee.